Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, today, my guests are Aaron Schwartz, Director of Engagement at the Blockchain Education Network, and Michael Gord, uh, Director of Technology of the Blockchain Education Network. And Mike uh, also has a couple other functions that he'll describe. But welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for thanks having us. All right, no problem. So um, would you give listeners an overview? What does the Blockchain Education Network do? Uh, we're a decentralized nonprofit organization that's dedicated to uh, educating students and giving them the resources and support they need to become leaders in the blockchain and cryptocurrency industry. So we do a bunch of um, distributed events all over the world, uh, giving our students opportunities to go to cool um, you know, hackathons, conferences, workshops, and uh, different things related to cryptocurrency. Are you guys finding that... Um... When you say students, first of all, is this high school or is this college? So this is, so, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's uh, majority university students that make up the network. Um, like a lot of the regions are at university campuses, but then also some of the regions are led by young professionals. And uh, it's pretty exciting. Recently, we had a surge in enthusiasm from high school students. So now there's some high school students leading initiatives in their regions. That's great. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize. I thought it's just for a university. So how are you finding that uh, students first, uh, are you finding that students know about blockchain and cryptocurrencies on their own and you don't have to do much to get them to be interested in your um, chapters or clubs or you know, how do you promote um, the blockchain education network on a given campus or a given high school? So I think it's a bit of both at this point. Um, you know, a lot of people are coming to, uh, leaders in their community uh, that, you know, they have friends that know stuff about blockchain and they're hearing more about it in the media recently and they want to get educated and get involved with this technology. Um, so we're seeing a lot of students coming to our leaders, but we are also doing a lot of external reach as well and uh, basically just trying to spread the word to as many students, recent grads as possible. Um, that have industries that might be affected by blockchain technologies to kind of join, you know, join in with, uh, with this movement. Just to add to that, I think that, I think that all university campuses have, or all university clubs have a different experience in their region based on uh, whatever factors and, and interests are, are in their campus. Um, I think that I had an easier time starting a, a club at McGill because it was downtown of, uh, Montreal, big city in Canada, and we were really lucky to be a couple blocks from the Bitcoin Embassy, which was and still is the uh, um, the hub for for Bitcoin and blockchain in Montreal. Um, but it's um, e even now, I think that interest there's there's a lot of interest and um, a lot of people have heard of Bitcoin, but still knowledge of the blockchain is really low. So the what. So the Blockchain Education Network, we, we try to host events that the university campuses can, uh, I guess, opt into 
uh, and participate in global in, in a global event that is um, larger than their campus and, and part of the global community, like Blockchain Madness and, and like the conferences that, that we host to, um, to have opportunities for uh, local leaders to, uh, um, to, be, to be hosting events and, and bringing their community out to, to them. Yeah. Okay. So um, do you form the clubs or does the university or high school form the club and then they interact with your organization? How does it work? We've, we've had yeah, it go ahead. clubs form and then they reach out to Ben to get involved in the global events that we do or to um, um, you know, reach out for the resources that we can provide. Uh, but also we have students coming in from that are the first one to be interested in blockchain in their region or their campus and we help them form their club. Uh, Aaron could probably add a lot to that as, as the director of global engagement, setting up clubs in different regions. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm a prime example of that. You know, I uh, I was like probably one of the only people in my region that is a big uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain advocate at the moment. And um, I really wanted to start a club uh, and a meetup on campus, you know, for Bitcoin and blockchain technology. But I didn't have the outside support um, necessary, you know, and, and the monetary resources necessary to be able to give my students the opportunity to go to things like the North American Bitcoin conference in Miami, um, or the distributed markets hackathon in Atlanta, but, um, linking up with an organization like the blockchain education network allows, uh, you know, just a student on their own to have the ability to, um, give this experience to their peers. That's great. Um, what are you finding that, like, what kind of use cases are you finding that students are interested in? Is it just all over the place or, you know, what are like some of the top ones you're seeing across multiple clubs that they're interested in? So at this point, uh, I mean, it's a lot of computer science for one, because it's obviously technology oriented, but um, I mean, it is spread across many different industries and many different majors and um, areas of expertise. So, you know, I feel like at the beginning, it was a lot of computer science kids and maybe, you know, some finance kids that thought of this as something that they could possibly invest in. But now, um, now that like blockchain is becoming a big buzzword, I feel like a lot of students from supply chain backgrounds um, and, you know, all kinds of different backgrounds are just seeing something really big here and they don't want to miss out on the train. You know, we already missed out on the internet, um, the internet train. We, we don't want to miss out on this second wave. Um, are you seeing any amazing projects coming out of these clubs? Anything that uh, surprised you on, I mean, any companies formed? Yeah, so I was going to add to what Aaron said, that a lot of the initiatives that we're starting to see across clubs are hosting focused blockchain hackathons in their region. Um, and setting up blockchain consultancy groups out of their out of their blockchain club. So the best two examples of that are uh, the the blockchain Berkeley club in uh, at UC Berkeley in in California, and uh, the Ivy School of Business in West in London, Ontario. Um, both of them have set up um, hackathons with hundred developers and and really really cool projects. Um, that receive support from companies like IBM in, in Canada and Coinbase and, um, and companies like that in San Francisco. 
and they're getting enterprise clients uh, working with them to to help, or they're have, they're doing consulting and and development work for enterprise clients. Um, and Great. as far as as far as companies that that start from from then, um, we go to we we host hackathons ourselves in regions, but we also provide resources for students to go out to hackathons. Um, where they often collaborate on the project, and uh, we, we've we've had a lot of uh, Ben students winning hackathons recently. So last year, uh, there's a company called Distributed ID that is uh, there was a group of Ben kids that won the Distributed Markets hackathon in St. Louis that DTC Media hosted, um, and they won twenty thousand dollars, and they they continued to run with the with the company and. Um, it's, it's doing, it's doing pretty cool. Um, and there, there's a bunch of examples of that from, from hackathons and Aaron and I actually collaborated on, uh, on, a extension of MLG blockchain, uh, MLG capital. Both of us are really excited about altcoins. So we wanted to provide resources for how to navigate the altcoin industry. That's great. Yeah. I've talked to the guys that distributed ID and I even talked to the, um, the winners of a recent hackathon contest. So yeah, I mean, distributed ID really they're starting to take off. Uh, they have a project yeah. overseas where they're getting they've got a commitment to uh, you know to start using their technology. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's really um, exciting. What are you seeing in the differences between the high school and the university level? I mean, are high school kids able to understand blockchain and you know program applications, or is it really only the university level where they can do that? So we hosted a hackathon in Toronto with the Ontario Securities Commission, uh, a regulatory tech hackathon to provide solutions for the regulator in Canada or in Ontario. And it was actually a group of high school students in Toronto that came in second or third. Uh, so we're seeing high school kids uh, making really cool stuff with, with blockchains. That's great. I'm glad it's not just, uh, you know, only the, the university students. That's really cool. You mentioned a, um, a blockchain embassy. What is that? The Bitcoin Embassy in Montreal. Em- okay. Hey, what is that? Yeah. I, that, sounds, uh, that sounds strange to me. What? Can you tell me a little bit about that place? Yeah, so it was really exciting for me as someone, as a university student that was interested in Bitcoin blockchain, because a couple blocks from my apartment in Montreal um, was, a, in, a, in a really cool part of Montreal also, was a massive building that put, out a, put up the sign Bitcoin Embassy and uh, and became the started hosting meetups for Bitcoin and blockchain in Montreal. Um, so uh, for for my club to start, uh, we we went into the embassy and we started to collaborate with the embassy in Montreal on on yeah. So it was it was great for for the Montreal community that that uh, this lo- physical location um, in a in a great part of downtown Montreal that could host meetups with a couple hundred people. Uh, opened up. Wow, that's really great. Have you guys been able yeah. to get any of the um, big names in uh, Bitcoin or blockchain to come speak at any of the hackathons, or uh, you know, like who does the the sponsoring and gets um, the money for you know kids to travel and uh, and to get to these events and to do them and the prize money? Uh, there's a bunch of people that have have raised sponsorship in in different ways. For, for each, we we often raise sponsorship per event. Um, for conferences, we're often partnered with the conference organizers. Um, and 
we, I guess we should give a shout out to Block and IEEE that are the two um, enterprise sponsors for, for Ben this year. That's great. That's great. Um, what's in the works for the future of the Blockchain Education Network? Any big events that you're going to be putting on or, you know, major type things? Yeah. So, so right now we just, uh, Aaron, I'll talk about Blockchain Madness and then I guess you talk about yeah. the stuff after. Um, cool. So we just finished the second year of Blockchain Madness, which is a student tournament that we host along at the same time as March Madness to highlight blockchain all-stars at universities. So this year we had 10 teams competing from across the world. We added in an international conference uh, competing nice. for a Bitcoin. Um, and sh- shout out to the University of Toronto for taking home the Block Cup. Um, so yeah, we're, we're excited about the Blockchain Madness Initiative. We're going to be continuing to toast that yearly uh, during, during March, March Madness. And yeah, Aaron, you want to... Yeah, so then we also have the... We also have the the uh, Blockchain Education Network conference coming up in uh, Amsterdam, actually, on uh, June 10th and 11th. So we are going to have um, our own event, uh, our own blockchain conference, uh, and we uh, have industry leaders, um, you know, from from all over the Bitcoin blockchain industry coming in to speak. Um, and then we also have the airdrop, uh, the Blockchain Education Network airdrop coming up in September, uh, where we sponsor u- different university clubs to give out uh, free Bitcoin to to you know new students to Bitcoin on their campuses. That's great. That's really awesome. I was going to ask you about overseas efforts. Are there clubs that are forming in different countries? I would guess they are, right? Yeah, it's really crazy, actually. So, I mean... You know, as the director of engagement, it's my job to be like the central um, point of contact for all of the students trying to start their own meetups and clubs and kind of like liaise between them and the, uh, you know, the the money to give them the support that they need. But um, we're actually working on starting a group of Ben uh, Bangalore chapter um, with one of our students, Akarsh. Uh, Agarwal, and then we're also um, doing Ben uh, Hyderabad, uh, so both out in India. Um, we have chapters in you know, all over Asia, all over Europe, uh, so we we really have a global footprint. This is by no means uh, just you know one region dominating the blockchain education network. It's really exciting because of how uh, in the last couple months, a lot of the international band operations have really solidified. Um, there's, there's now an official band Italy website. There's an official band Netherlands website. Um, there was a Taiwan team that, a team from Taiwan that entered the uh, blockchain madness. Um, yeah, so it's the international uh, groups of our band are, are really solidifying. This is Ben Colombia. Really yeah, just started. How many um, chapters are there around the world? you guys know? So at this point, we don't know the exact number. We're working on nailing that down, but we know it's over uh, 200. So it's uh, a lot of chapters. Yeah. Clubs of regions come and go. So, and, and leaders of regions graduate and, um, and then, yeah. So. Yeah. What happens when um, someone uh, graduates high school or graduates university? Do you guys have a, an alumnus 
uh, type thing where they can do a, an adult meetup in their area or an adult club? Are, are you sticking with people through the transition out of a given school? Yeah, so both Aaron and I are graduated now, and we're still active with the universities we graduated with, um, helping the, leaders, the new leaders of those schools. Um, but uh, it, it doesn't happen all, all the time. So um, there's, there's often transition phases where um, regions are very in the network. Also with, with work, uh, a student gets a job and they stop being as active with them. Um, but it's there for what for whatever students want to do with it. And um, it's, it's going to be there for them if they run in your next kind of thing. Okay. A global, a global university club, pretty much. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys said that you're a distributed organization. What does that mean? I mean, you guys have positions and titles. Are you paid? Are the club um, leaders paid? You know, how does your organization work, and why do you say it's distributed? So we operate as a swarm. Uh, Richard Falkvich, who's the leader of the Swedish Pirate Party, he wrote a book called Swarmwise about how to effectively lead a decentralized organization that all of the directors read. Um, and because there's nobody gets paid and we all live in different places, um, all we can do is encourage the leaders to contribute with a meritocracy where, um, you can do whatever you want. And if people like what you're doing, then they'll continue with it. And if you don't like what someone's doing, then you can do something else. And if the community prefers what you're doing, then, um, that's where the energy of the community will go towards. Uh, but we, we pretty much allow people to do whatever they want in their region, um, as long as, you know, they're being respectful and, and not breaking any rules and stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, it's, uh, it's a meritocracy. So you, you can do whatever you want. And if people agree and like what you're doing, then you'll get the energy of the community. Okay. Um, do you think that that's going to hold back the blockchain education network or it's been zero problem and you're growing and everything's just fine? Yeah, I think it's actually the part of the strength of the blockchain education network um, that we can organize and uh, kind of champion ourselves through this store model. Wow. Yeah, okay. so to go, off what, to go off what Michael is saying, it's kind of like the students by giving back to Ben they like they're building a brand that's bigger than than themselves but at any point they can use the ben brand to you know for their own initiatives so it's kind of like you give what you get with them or you get what you give <laughs> yeah so it's almost like you're an open source brand pretty much very interesting hmm. very very interesting so what's um you talked about uh you know some upcoming conferences you're gonna have your own in amsterdam in june that's great I think that's probably all the questions I have for you right now. So let's give listeners resources. How can they, you know, get in touch to if they want to start up a club, if they're in high school or in university, or even if they're, you know, out of school and they they want to interact with uh, the Blockchain Education Network, and then uh, give some resources about the conference. You know, how much is it? How do people register? And the madness, you know, about that too. So the best way to get involved with Ben and stay in the community is to join our Slack channel. Uh, all of the leaders of Ben and, and most of the region heads are available always. So if you join, then you can uh, join the channel for your region and reach out to the region head directly and get involved in the community. Um, the Amsterdam conference is $20 for students. 
or 20 euros for students. And uh, we are going to have a Ben Airbnb to, to accommodate students uh, so they don't need to get their own accommodation while in Amsterdam. Um, and the airdrop is available to any student that wants to participate at their first club meeting or the, the beginning of the semester. They're going to have the opportunity to give out Bitcoin to their friends. That's great. All right, guys. And then um, website resource. What's your guys' website? Uh, it's blockchainedu.org. And there's also a uh, sign-up form on there for any students that want to get involved with our efforts. And as Michael said, um, you know, we are, we're very open. Like just, you know, if any students are listening, join our Slack channel, hit us up on Twitter, um, hit us up on Reddit. You know, we're on all social media and, um, yeah, we're just looking to get students involved. So just, um, yeah, get in touch with us. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good guys. I appreciate you coming and, uh, you guys are doing a great thing, you know, getting, uh, young people involved in blockchain and, and uh, cryptocurrency. So thanks a lot for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.